السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ نحمد ونسلی علی رسول الکریم اما بعد All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Today we concentrate on Surah Qasas, chapter number 28 of the Noble Quran, revealed before the Hijrah to Madinah Munawwara in Makkah Mukarramah, and it comprises 88 verses. In the starting, Almighty Allah Jalla speaks of Nabi Musa salam, and how Almighty Allah Jalla protected him. Nabi Musa salam's one very profound statement, Rabbi Biman Amta Aliyah, O Allah, the all your bounties, your favoring, showering upon me. Falan akuna dohira lil mujrimin. I will not be an accomplice and assistant of the criminals in the vices they commit. Hence, we need to take a lesson from there. Second, Nabi Musa salam, left Egypt, went to Madian because his life was in danger. And when he entered, he read the following dua, Surah 28, verse 24. Rabbi inni Ya Allah, that whatever goodness you are sending down, I am in need of it, O beloved Allah. And then Nabi Shu'ayb sent his daughter to call Musa salam, Tamshi al-Astihya, Surah 28, verse 24, verse 24, 25, and she walked with so much haya, shame, and bashfulness. So that is Islam. There must be haya, shame, and modesty. Otherwise, remember, a person can lose the iman as well when we don't have shame and modesty. Allah protect us. Thereafter, Almighty Allah, Jalla Allah, after Nabi Musa salam story, then speaks to us about the incident of Abu Talib. Abu Talib was Nabi Sallallahu uncle, and he protected Nabi salam on many occasions. But when the time came for death, he said, nar alal-ar. I choose the fire over. I choose the fire over disgrace. Allah forbid. And that is why he died. A non-Muslim Abu Talib dispatched to Jahannam, as mentioned in Bukhari Sharif. This ayat was revealed, Surah 28, verse 56. You, Nabi alayhi salam, you cannot give guidance to whom you love. Allah alone will give guidance to whomsoever he wishes. Thereafter, all Allah speaks about the incident of Qarun. He was was a multi-billionaire trillionaire you needed an army just to pick up the keys of his treasures and all Allah teaches us the very principles of Islamic economics and finance that you seek that whatever Almighty Allah will grant you in the year after. So any action we do, we should ask what will be my reward in the year after, our business venture, joint venture, what will I receive in the year after? وَلَا تَنْسَ نَصِيبَكَ مِنَ الدُّنْيَا And do not forget the share of the worldly life, the dues, obligations, we have to pay zakat, pay for our wife, our children, our parents, if they are needy, and so forth. 
Wa ahsin kama ahsan Allah ilayk. Do good unto people and creation as Allah did good to you. Wa la tabghil fasada fil ard. And with money we can cause fitna, fasad, mayhem, chaos. So don't do that. Thus Qarun was told by Musa salam and others to do so. He said, where Allah fits in the equation, Allah forbid. Innama utituhu ala ilmin indi. This is my own business acumen. This is my intelligence and so forth and so on. So we see that Almighty Allah Jalla Wala is teaching us that how this type of people, their arrogance leads them astray. And in that way there, Almighty Allah let him go out with his wealth and in his pomp and glory. فَخَسَفْنَا بِهِ وَبِدَارِ الْأَرْضِ Allah Ta'ala opened the land and the sand and Allah Ta'ala let him drown and let him get sunken in into the land and sand. So that was the end of him and his pride and arrogance. Remember, O Muslim, كُلُّ شَيْءٍ حَالِكٌ إِلَّا Everything shall perish except all Matthew Allah, Allah was, Allah is, Allah will always be there. So therefore we should always make dua that we die on Iman. You are listening to As-Safina to Ilal Jannah. We were speaking of different countries this morning. I see we've got a new listener, Ustad. He says, uh, my name is Joshua, all the way from Philippines. I've been listening and following for the past 14 days to this program, As-Safina to Ilal Jannah. The question is that uh, how will God determine who goes to heaven and hell? If a person is a good person throughout his or her life, but does not believe in God, will he or she go to hell? Joshua, Philippines, Ustad. Yes, my brother Joshua, we are grateful and appreciate your call and your listening to us for the past two weeks. May Almighty Allah, the Supreme Being, guide us, guide you to the straight path and keep us steadfast. Joshua, excellent name. It means Yusha, and Yusha means to be handsome. So Allah, increase your handsomeness. Allah, bring you towards Islam, my brother. I think you in Manila. So inshallah, your question now, we are Muslims. So we will say in Surah chapter 33, so you know the Quran Sharif, our constitution has 114 chapters and surahs. So in chapter 33, Surah Ahzab, the coalition, so verses 64, 65, all Matyalla wa Allah teaches us, Inna Allaha la'ana al-kafirin wa'adda lahum sa'ira khalidina fiha abada. Verily all Matyallah Jalla wa Allah, he has cursed those people who are the disbelievers, prepared for them the blazing fire. They will dwell and stay there forever and ever, eternal doom and gloom. La yajiduna waliya wala nasira. No protector, no helper. See, brother Joshua, you say the person is a good person. What do you mean by good person? You are married. Example I'm giving. I don't know you. I don't know whether you're married. A person, whether you somebody else is married. And his wife, she commits adultery. But everything else is good. And the husband commits adultery. But everything else is good. What will you say? That this person here is a big Satan. He is definitely good in certain things. But the main thing is not doing. So who gave us our eyes, our ears, our body, the environment, the oxygen to survive? Who created this world, the sun, the moon? 
So obviously you can't say any government. Everybody will have to say there's a supreme being, definitely sunrise, sunset taking place with precision and accuracy. So that's why we have to believe in God Almighty. And once a person ascribes somebody something to him or rejects Almighty Allah, then that person goes to the hellfire and that is the justice system of Almighty Allah. Therefore, it is called Yomuddin, the day of justice. So that is the day of justice. And who will be the judge? The supreme judge will be Allah alone on that day, not any creation or human being, my brother Joshua. Hmm. Subhanallah, Usain, I love that answer. Brother Joshua says, I really love you guys' station. And he says, if you guys could please send you guys photos. I just want to put the voice to the face. <laughs> Philippines, Ustad. Okay, my brother Joshua, what you do, you go to our website and you will see a lot of information there. So.com, markazsahaba.com. You go to my website website www.muftimuftiakhoosen.net and inshallah you will find a lot of things regarding our lives and what we do and so forth inshallah inshallah amin jazakumullah khairan brother joshua Ustad, when is a woman's hair considered long that is is there any specific length Ustad, anonymous durban in Islam, remember, Islam is for all times and all places. Women have different, different types of hair. You take the Arab lady, you take the Indian lady, you take the African lady, European lady, their hair is different. So the African lady, her hair will not grow. So remember, normally it just reaches the shoulder or the neck and so forth. Or you take the Arab lady, so her hair grows. The Indian lady grows even more. So you must remember that everybody's work according to the urf and the tradition and custom. But the reason and rationale for this question is something else. The lady may be asking, is it permissible for a woman to cut her hair? No, it's not permissible. And the hadith is mentioned in Jami Us-Saghir. And today many women use this pretext, no, we're going to cut the hair for the beauty of our husband. And we're not going to show our hair to anybody else. Still it's not permissible. Mustafa Habibuna Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's golden maxim and principle and rule. La ta'at al-makhlukin fi ma'asad al-khaliq. Habibuna Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, there is no obedience to any creation when it leads to a sin against the Creator. So therefore, see, mothers, sisters, subhanallah, oh. we should learn the deen of Islam and you will find that the malaika, subhanallah, they make this be subhana man zayyana rijal billiha wan nisa bidhawaib Ya Allah, everlasting glory, perfection for you. Ya Allah, we're making dua for those men who have kept beards and those women who lengthen their <coughs> hair. So subhanAllah, the malaika angels are making dua, but we human beings, we want to do the opposite. Men want to shave their beards and remove it, Allah forbid. Women want to shorten it. We don't know from the back whether it's Adam or whether it's Eve, Allah forbid. <laughs> We said we go to overseas as well. It says, Assalamu alaikum, dear Mufti Sab. Is it compulsory on a seven year old to fast whole day? 
because my little one is always crying and cannot bear to fast whole day. This is Aleme from Singapore, Jakarta. Was that Jakarta? Jakarta is Indonesia. So hmm. the capital of Indonesia, mashallah. Okay. In Islam, the hadith is mentioned in Tirmidhi Sharif. Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Allimuhum in the sab'in. You, the father, mother, parents, teachers, teach your children, your ruhani, spiritual children about salat and so forth when they're seven years old. So it shows if that is for salat, was salat ahammu min siyam and remember salat is much more important than fasting. So therefore it's not compulsory for your son, daughter, who's seven years old, they must fast. You must give them the incentive like how our beloved parents did with us. Oh son, oh daughter, keep half day fast and then I'll give you some money, I'll give you some present and then you tell them slowly, slowly. So it don't mean that you endanger their lives and tell them you must fast and now the child is half dying and so that is zulam and oppression and transgression so not permissible in Islam teach your children about Islam with love and compassion not with the stick and hatred then they will hate Islam and the teacher of Islam Allah forbid because you the parent did not do a good job so our parents I remember my father would say if you fast this year two days five days 10 years I'll buy for you a bicycle you know those days bicycle 50 60 years ago was a very big thing so you must remember nowadays they'll tell you about cell phone and playstation and Allah alone knows what else so anyway you give some incentive but don't endanger your children's life fasting salat only becomes compulsory when they are balik but you mature but you must train them from before as well let us go to the United States of America. Somebody wants to know, I would like to know in Ramadan when I am traveling to the U.S. from U.K., can I fast? If yes, how do I start and end this fast? If no, how do I make it up? Regarding fasting and traveling and you're going to across the Atlantic and so forth, so you must remember that there is, say, two, three laws you should know. First and foremost, if you fast and there's no difficulty, so that is the best. So it's better for you to do so. Second one is this, that if you feel there's a lot of difficulty, your fast will become 20 hours, 22 hours, and there's time zones and so forth, then it's better you don't fast and qadha will be compulsory. Second law you must remember is this, that you don't work with UK time, you don't work with US time. The place where you are, so you just look out of the window and you see sunset has taken place, so you break your fast, you take the water and so forth. So wherever you are, whilst you are airborne, so that is the place you will take. Regarding your suhoor, your starting time, you work with two hours, two and quarter hours before sunrise, so in that way you come to know, you stop your eating, drinking, and then you know you are safe and sound, so in that way, and you have to perform your salat also on time. So many, many times we kept fast like this, many times we had to keep fast for 20, 21, 22 hours as well, so it all depends on the person, that if he can manage it without difficulty, so he should fast. If there is extreme difficulty, then don't fast, but qadha will be compulsory after Eid al-Fitr, after the first of Shawwal. So in Shawwal and the other 11 months, you should keep the qadha. 
Who's that? Can I ask one more question from Joshua? Who's that? Yes, yes, Gideon. Joshua asking from Philippines, why don't men wear a veil? Why are the standards of modest dress different for men and women? My brother Joshua, if somebody asks you that why you, the men, don't get pregnant, why mm. you, the men, don't breastfeed, mm. so what will you say, Joshua? It got you thinking, right, Joshua? <laughs> so you must remember the role of the men, the role of the women is totally different. So the women in Islam, they must stay at home. And they are the minister of interior. So everything in the house is their responsibility. They will clean the house. They will cook. They will look after the children. All this, they'll fulfill the conjugal rights of the husband. And when the husband is the minister of foreign affairs, so everything outside is his responsibility. He will work everything he will do. In Islam, Joshua the daughters we have the day they born till the day they get married, all the expenses are paid by the father. And when they get married, then it's paid by the husband. Oh. So the husband has to go and work. So therefore, for him, there's no question of wearing the veil because he has to work. He is the breadwinner. But the woman, she is the source of beauty today in Philippines, today in South Africa. So you must remember why there is so many problems because we allowed men, women, all led to intermingle and unbridled without condition. So you see in South Africa, other parts, you have the AIDS pandemic. You in Philippines, you have big problem with drugs and so forth. So you must remember all this comes about because we forgot the role which women must play and men must play. So Islam is the natural system. You, my brother, I'm asking you a question, Joshua. You are married, you got daughters. Would you like your daughter to meet 100 men and every day they just meet them and date with them, smooch with them? You yourself will say no. But your son, you must remember, you will tell him no, he can go. But still we don't allow that he must go and dating and smooching. So Islam has given different roles to men and to women. Subhanallah. I see Joshua says uh, you are very good in answering. Are you a lawyer by any chance? <laughs> we're, not a law- we're not a lawyer. We're not a liar, brother Joshua. Subhanallah. <laughs> so let's go to Sister Halima. She wants to know that when pelting shaitan in hajj, must the pebble fall in the circle, Ustad? There's no more circles and all these type of things. Now there's no more three shaitans. Now the shaitan size, the quantity has also increased. Mm. There are 12 shaitans now. So because for pelting, they have four floors. And every floor has got three shaitans. In the good old days, they had a pillar and they had a circle. Now they got, if you know cricket, so like a big side screen, you know, big wall they got. You must just pelt the wall and a blind person also can pelt it. It's so big. So remember, then it falls down. So that is valid. So there's no more circle and there's a big wall there. And you go near and you just pelt, alhamdulillah, and your pelting is valid. Someone is asking, I have heard reports that under the Islamic law, a person is only entitled to make a maximum of 99% profit on the sale of an article. Muftisab would like to know if this is true. If not, what is the maximum profit? Sahaba came, radiallahu anhum, the beloved students, companions of Mustafa, Habibuna, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. the words are, they said, Sa'ir lana ya Rasulallah, you determine the price limit for us. 
How much profit can we make? P-R-O-F-I-T. So Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that in Allah al-Musa'ir, Allah makes the price. In Islam, there is no maximum amount. So you can charge 50%, 100%, 150%, 200%. However, regarding food, commodities, and items, that we should not be exploiting people. So in Islam, that to say 99% is incorrect, you can charge people 100%, 150%. All that is permissible in Islam. One more question, Mom. Who said we go to Hong Kong? Uh, mashallah. I see everyone is listening this morning. Please move this up. Is it permissible to greet Kufar? What other than Assalamu ala manitaba al huda? For example, by saying hello or hey. From Hong Kong, Ustad? Yes, you must not greet the Muslim by saying Assalamu Alaikum. And if they make salam to you, my brother in Hong Kong, we've been there to Hong Kong. And there in Hong Kong, you got that Stanley Masjid next mm. to the prison. Mm. So that is where I delivered Jumma. It's a long story also. So anyway, I was walking in the street and one person shouted, Mufti, Mufti. So I'm wondering who knows me in Hong Kong. <laughs> so the, so he said he studied in South Africa and he heard one lecture of mine. So I told him, Allah fix up one Juma for me. So that is where Allah. I delivered the lecture in that Stanley Masjid next to the prison. There you know what I'm talking about. So my brother, when a non-Muslim greets us, we say wa alaik and we don't make salam to them. You say hello and so it's fine. They say hello and whatever. However, this week here is one satanic event. And remember, the event is Valentine. So in Islam, you can't be going and greeting people, have happy Valentine, and there's all these are satanic. We got nothing to do with Valentine, and Valentine got nothing to do with Islam. So we need to be very clear. Surah 5, Surah Ba'ida, verse 51. Hadith of Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Whoever imitates a people is part and parcel of them. Sayyidina Umar, Hadith in Abu Dawood and Sayyidina Umar's fatwa, Ijtanibu a'ada Allah fi idihim, stay far, far away from the enemies of Islam. So you must remember during their festivals and tradition. Okay, our lineup now is Mohan Arafat will continue till 6 o'clock, 6 to 7, Mohan Khalid Yaqub, 7 to 9, Brother Yusuf Ali, 9 to 10, Jews a day, you can listen to the Quran Sharif, and then 10 to 11, Mohan Khalid Yaqub, and 11 to 12, an Urdu lecture insha'Allah 12 to 1 daily every day of the week besides Friday you hear to brother Alphas and Kosi with the current affairs then 1 o'clock Adhan 5 plus 1 Tafsir of the Noble Quran and thereafter half past 1 to 2 we continue with from the archives Surah Anfal 2 to half past 2 today the report back of our past week's activities the trip to Pretoria and thereafter Sheikh Zakaria will take over with the mercy of Allah 4 o'clock to Maghrib, back to Durban Studio, Mawana Khalid Yaqub, and inshallah, daily, Monday to Friday, 7 to 8, our brother Al-Amin Templeton, business program, so business matters, very important, and 8 to 10 tonight, inshallah, Mawana Arafat and myself with Q&A, Barakallahu Feek, Assalamu Alaikum Warahmatullahi Barakatuh.